welcome to the wardrobe shift it's a beautiful day in south africa it's um we are officially in spring and i'm loving it is the only problem is that we've been going through like a very strange heat wave even though i'm happy to have sun anytime all day but we have like the most um excruciating heat that is just you know, I'm overlooking my garden now that is just literally killing my plants, but all good. Welcome to the wardrobe shift. My name is Jessica Ramashaba. Today, I'm very excited. I am chatting with um, Elisa Couture. She has written a book called Healthy Fashion. And I think that when she was writing this book, she was really thinking about me. Um, I think this is the kind of book that is just like right up in my alley. I love each and everything that she talks about here i'm not going to spoil it for you but i just wanted to read um some of the chapters just to give you a sense of what she has covered it's absolutely absolutely exciting um chapter one is healthy fashion for the physical body chapter two healthy fashion for the mental body healthy fashion for the emotional and energetic body that's three and four healthy fashion for the spirited body um and then it goes on to chapter five healthy healthy fabrics healthy fashion technologies unhealthy fashion for the mind and body and spirit and chapter eight is 36 plant-based fashion fabrics for the present and future nine plant-based fabric dyes and then she moves on to go to my favorite chapter what to wear in transition the transition from conventional fashion to sustainable fashion and to healthy fashion i mean have you ever so i loved it because i think once in a while not even once in a while but i loved it because because like think with me we normally talk about the transition from conventional fashion and we leave it to sustainable fashion we never really take it all the way up to healthy fashion you know and i loved how she managed to find the link between um the two so i'm super super excited for you to listen to the interview and also to grab your cop um copy i think you're gonna find it fascinating absolutely absolutely fascinating so yeah welcome to the wardrobe shift i hope you've been keeping well let's um get on with chatting with alisa uh please do uh after this interview just pop into your local stores and just look for healthy fashion and let me know what you think i think it's such an interesting read it's such a relatable read and um and i think you're gonna love it so here is alisa about Couture as your surname. I thought, how funny that your surname is Couture. <laughs> I know. It's my um, great, well, excuse me, my grandpa is from Canada. So he's French-Canadian, but of course it, it is a French name originally from France. So um, I thought it was really funny too, because I think it's sort of part of my path <laughs> to be in fashion because that's my real last name and a lot of people think it's not my real last name <laughs> yeah no I've never actually I've actually never met anybody with the same name Couture I'm just like it just hit me this afternoon I'm like oh my god her surname name is actually Couture so funny 
So um, what I was wondering about was when you published the book, it was 2020. And as you know, 2020 was just like, you know, the most horrible year for all of us due to COVID. And I just thought, like, what a perfect timing um, to actually release this book. What, what are your thoughts on that? Like, don't you feel like how it just all connected was just strange? Yes. And the um, original publication date was December 21st, 2021. And it was published by John Hunt Publishing. And I originally contacted the publisher around 2020. And um, it, because of this whole epidemic mm-hmm. in this situation with um, the virus and people having to wear masks and everything, I think it really did alert us in regards to how we have to sort of take control of our health and well-being. And the whole uh, wellness trends with people dressing a little bit more casually uh, with the athleisure and the activewear, um, the athleisure and activewear fashion departments, uh, sales have increased uh, because of the coronavirus. So I think that basically with this all happening and occurring, I, I did find it was a little bit odd that I wrote this book and then coronavirus occurred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was actually finishing some of the final edits during the outbreak when people actually could not leave their house and everything in some countries that was the case so i had plenty of time to finish my work but also it really um made inspired me because really what the statement and the idea and concept is is fashion that protects the body Mm. fashion that can help support the health of the body as well as the environment. But I, I do believe with this whole epidemic, it's been quite um, interesting. And yeah. also, it's been, I think, a collective thing that's occurring where we can do more for ourselves in fashion. Yeah, yeah. And so, and Alyssa, so what informed the concept? Because, you know, just looking at the table of contents, obviously, I don't want to spoil it for everyone. But looking at the table of contents is just like it's well thought of. Like it's just so exciting, actually. Yes. So thank you so much for finding it to be exciting. And I find that other people are finding it very exciting, too, because it's a new approach to fashion. Yes. It's not really a, a, a strong trend yet, but it is, it is a trend. And I like to kind of dabble and uh, use fashion in all different assets, in all different facets. And with my background in fashion, retail, styling, visual merchandising, fashion show production, fashion design, um, I kind of sort of have that big picture of, of, okay. of fashion. And, mm-hmm. and I also kind of wanted more. I wanted fashion to be more. I have a lot of um, interest in health and well-being and alternative health. So I've kind of used that parallel work that I was doing in my life and sort of merged it with the fashion industry Mm -hmm. and found that 
I knew what people wanted. I think people really generally want to be comfortable. People really want to be feeling and looking good, not just looking good, but feeling good. Yeah. So I sort of kind of wanted to blend and merge those um, topics of health and well-being and also spirituality and then the whole uh, fashion in regards to all of the different markets, sustainable, ethical, slow fashion, zero waste and everything. So I, I do talk about a lot of different concepts, but I do that because I believe truly we're multidimensional beings. Mm. And with that, we have to take our clothing into consideration in regards to how our our um, clothing is multidimensional too. And as an energy healer, I have visited multiple different sacred sites around the West and Midwest of California. Yeah. And through that energy work and through the spiritual work, I actually came to find that the book and the information was flowing through me after I visited these sacred sites. So I connected with my higher power. I connected with source. And I also connected with just a lot of knowledge and research too. a lot of the information and things that I just wanted. You know, yeah. I think everybody wants ergonomic, healthy fashion design that supports the body and also will help the ecology of the planet. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there's so much more that you said that I love in terms of when you say, you know, you wanted, you want, you just felt like you wanted more from fashion, you know, like you want more from fashion. And I, I can so relate to that because I remember when I stopped being a fashion editor, it was just during that time before COVID when it just, it just felt like oh, another trend and another trend and another trend, like, oh, you know, so, and when I left, I think people thought I'm leaving fashion, but it was just because I just had this, like, you know, feeling of, I just, there must be more to fashion. There must be more of how we can pack this whole thing up or revisit it, you know? So I, 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 I love that. When you say that, I'm just like, exactly, I get it, you know? Yes. And I was kind of in the same boat with my career in retail management. I been around so much clothing and I just found that many of the pieces were not really ergonomic enough and the yeah. materials weren't being sensitive to the physical body yeah. and I think that too there's a lot of fast pace in fashion and yeah. the trends and everything yeah. and I think we can we can slow down as an industry and also there's a lot of just advancing in progress that can occur for yeah. fashion more holistic yeah. and um, sort of more aligned with our being. Yeah. And I find that with your style, uh, styling your work as um, a highly creative fashion being, I think the root of fashion is creativity. And I think for me personally, the creativity of fashion, the beauty of fashion, the artistic side of fashion is probably one of the number one uh, ways that support us in mm -hmm. our in our fashion wardrobes is mm -hmm. the creativity of style and, and the beauty of, of style. And that all incorporates with the health and wellness of fashion. And what we mm -hmm. can do with fashion, I find, 
is futuristic. It's modern. It's a new mode of thinking. And the fashion industry, I believe, is ready for it because yeah, we are naturally so. tra transitioning to yeah. that type of um, yeah. you know, long-term trend. Yeah. And so do you then believe that we're able to be both because I think most of the time, whenever we talk about sustainability or slow fashion or anything that, that just sounds like alternative, then people feel like, oh, then doesn't mean you don't love fashion. Like then you don't understand fashion because I feel like we can, you can love both. It's just, you just, there's a certain way of how you can go about it, you know, because I love fashion, you know? Well, I, I know what you mean. It's, it's almost like I've had to feel like I'm rebelling against fashion. Mm. But the thing, I, I love fashion in general. I love all fashion. I don't care about the type of material. Mm. I don't care about, the, you know, I love all style genres. I love fashion in general. But I, when I wrote this book, it does feel like there's this force form of feeling like I'm rebelling against the industry. Mm. And there's been a little bit of conflict in regards to uh, what I'm talking about and uh, what the fashion industry is doing. We have created this demand uh, of fashion pollution or fashion toxicity and fashion uh, fast pace. We've created mm. this demand. And I think as a collective, we're going to naturally um, uh, create this new uh, form of perceiving fashion and being in doing fashion. I think fashion is a practice and a ritual and we can be a healthy fashion practitioner. Simply now we are all healthy fashion yeah. practitioners because we are all choosing things for our soul and our being. And we're all um, participating in in the name of fashion. But what, like you had said, you prove an important point because you know when you're talking about plant-based materials, and ninety percent of the industry is using polyester, there's a little bit of an issue. But I find that there's thousands of brands uh, creating amazing collections and and mm -hmm. creating amazing uh, different types of designs and even if they support five percent plant-based fashion even if they support you know 50 percent ergonomic fashion fashion that is completely uh, designed for performance and mm -hmm. even if they're doing um all any different types uh, of um concepts and ideas that push the advancement of fashion that's very important and i do want to mm -hmm. acknowledge that that uh, there are certain things about fashion for health that are um, not completely happening uh, at a quicker rate, like cosmetic fabrics, yeah. fabric that uh, are infused with botanicals and herbs like aloe vera, neem, uh, turmeric, and coconut oil, and all of these different health treatments that we can infuse in the fabric, even yeah. our laundry detergent. Yeah. So I think now that it's going to become a quicker and quicker trend because, it, as you say, it's just it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, 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 excuse me. As I say, it's it's going to eventually happen. Yeah. Um, it's a matter of time. Yeah. It just sounds like we've been doing fashion only one way. That you know, over the years we never explored other ways, and I just see it like as. It's just a new wave of how we're doing it. So 
whenever people want to make you feel like you just have to choose a team, it's like, no, we don't, we're not choosing a team. It's just, we're just being enlightened in how we're doing fashion. Exactly. And that's, I'm really glad you brought that up because um, some of the movements like the sustainable green fashion movement or the eco fashion movements like to kind of create a boundary. And there's like, well, if you're not doing this and this and this, you are not a sustainable fashion supporter. But I think what you had said is we are all healthy fashion practitioners. We're all producing, practicing fashion now. And in the present, it's just going to be uh, what our interests are in and what yeah. we even perceive in fashion. And yeah. some people can sort of get angry and that's okay because, you know, uh, there's a lot of bad, toxic, you know, things that are happening in the industry and it's okay to have healthy anger. Also, we everybody should know that we're all included in the, in the game of fashion mm. and we're all uh, progressing at whichever rate is needed and no one is really going to really push this wellness trend in fashion forward it's going to be a collective and mm. it's going to be us as the fashion consumers that create the demand for it so nice. Oh, I love it. Okay, so I'm going to like literally just throw concepts at you that you've written about. We're not going to spoil it for everyone, but I was, so I have to tell you about the spirituality of fashion because it has been my thing. I feel like it literally came to me before I can even know what spirituality of fashion is. During COVID, while you were writing the book and finishing it off, I was interviewing people on Instagram and we were just, just, you know, you know how everybody was busy and we're all doing lives. And um, I had a segment called, you know, what makes you beautiful? And I just felt like, you know, we should all just get into this whole spirituality of fashion. I kept on repeating this word, repeating this word. And when I saw it in your book, I got so excited. I'm like, is that thing? <laughs> I'm like, yes. it's a thing. Oh, yeah. We're, we're like-minded. And um, it's, it's not a common thing, but I think intuitively we're all kind of um, wanting to participate in a deeper way of uh, fashion. Uh, This is deeper truths of fashion I propose in the book. And I think that many times this is ancient practice, things we've already known, but Mm. this spiritual awakening happening in many people's lives we're actually kind of just being tuned in to this this new uh, way of um, perceiving fashion and practicing fashion. Mm. And so how would you describe it in your words for someone who doesn't know what spirituality of fashion is? Okay, so spiritual fashion, uh, I don't believe is completely religious unless you'd want to take it that route Mm. but spiritual fashion is truly uh, bringing the the divinity within clothing and I would like to use an example as when I lived at a monastery uh, the monks would wear their robes Mm. and these garments uh, I remember the administrator said you know you don't always have to bless the person but you have to bless the robe Mm-hmm. Uh, because the robe is the spiritual symbol that is literally activating, it can actually activate the consciousness of an individual through the garment itself. But um, 
of course you'd like to bless everybody i'm not, I'm not saying telling yes, everybody <laughs> the the clothing can hold such power the clothing uh, is is like um a symbol that can hold such uh, spiritual power too. And uh, all of us contain energy, piezoelectricity. Uh. We don't like to call it energy, we can call it piezoelectricity. And some some people say that this energy is actually the consciousness of spirit, the consciousness of a higher power, and it keeps us running and keeps us going. So Uh. through our clothes, um, we can treat our body as a temple and we can keep our light force and use fashion as spiritual protection uh-huh. as a way to protect ourselves from negativity um, and uh, actually be. Um, oh, excuse me. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's um, not yeah. So. so uh, the spirituality of fashion is truly about fashion and enlightenment. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't matter if you, uh, you know, have any type of faith-based. It truly is about um, a, a, some form of creating fashion intelligence and mm. fashion enlightenment through spiritual intelligence. <sighs> and... I, we can go, you know, through many different uh, types of ways of connecting with our spirituality through the clothing that we wear. And it can come from a color of a fabric, a texture of a fabric, the silhouette and the design elements of the fabric, the types of mm. the way that they are being shaped and designed um, within the silhouette. Uh, we can talk about the style genres and how they are associated with uh, spirituality. And like I said, I do want to say it doesn't matter really what kind of style, yeah, yeah, because everybody has their own individual, unique way of connecting with their spiritual purpose and mission and path and being. I love what the importance of it is, yeah. Um, Fashion, with our relationship and connection with fashion, is uh, very sacred and yeah. something to to you know honor within ourselves. Yeah, and healing fashion. What is that about? Okay, so healing fashion. Yes, um, that's one of the most important pieces of the book. And we can really um, take it into the multi-dimensional uh, way of perceiving fashion through the five bodies. So we have mm-hmm. five bodies, the mental body, physical body, the spiritual body, the energetic mm-hmm. body, mm-hmm. and emotional body. Mm-hmm. So we are made up of five bodies not just a physical body. Uh, so we have to sort of all these bodies through the name of fashion. Uh, and we can do this creatively through art as a therapy. We can choose to use the ergonomics of fashion. And I believe ergonomics and design are going to be the ultimate future of fashion because uh, this is what we want clothing to do is to give us uh, 
performance, through movement, through the way we move. Um, uh, for example, I've I've worn lots of clothes that restricted my movement. Yeah. Sort of feel like I was suffocating. Yeah. And I did this as a sacrifice in the name of fashion to look good. But yeah. I noticed it wasn't helping me. So um, I look back as an example of Coco Chanel, who designed the jersey business suit. So that's a perfect example of being able to not be constricted on our clothes and choose uh, some jersey and set up or business coats on the bias or just a looser fitting coat. Yeah. <laughs> just help not being constricted. But there's so many different elements of ergonomic design that can treat and heal the body therapeutically. Uh, there's different ways that we can wear uh clothes through the textures of the garments, the tactility um, that can help us with our senses and we can choose different types of fabrics yeah. uh, that can uh, almost uh, give us a sort of activation, energy, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. energizing uh, because I see when you with your garment and your style, you are actually giving other people energy. Yes, <laughs> yes. Style truly is an inspiring creative endeavor. And when you dress in a creative, stylish, fashionable way, you do help the people that the passerby, and you also help yourself. Yeah. So I, there's uh, definitely an energy uh, uh, transition. Uh, excuse me, an energy that can happen through the inspiration and creativity of fashion. Mm. uh, So like I said, if not everybody has to be extremely fashionable, they can wear a a simple white shirt, but the way they wear it, the, the, the style of it, uh, the silhouette of it, it can really uh, make it look so much more fashionable than it is. Yeah. So as simple as some, some uh, you know, type of silhouette, it doesn't have to be extravagant, but we all have different tastes and levels of fashion, ways of yeah. ourselves. Um, right now, I'm very minimal, minimal fashion. Uh, mm. I like minimal design, and just for me personally. Mm. And that. I, I would love to, sometimes I, I look at people like you, fashionistas and fashion professionals like you, and I'm like, I, I would love to be a little bit more, <laughs> you know, a dynamic with fashion, a little bit, mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes I, I think I, I'm a little bit too uh, simple with simple. my design taste, but it's just where I am at, and yeah. that's what I like, so I can't Fun too much, but another part of healing fashion that I wanted to talk about is universal fashion. Mm. So we are, we're taking really the mental body and perceiving mm. fashion in a new way. So instead of being shallow about fashion, mm. we actually uh, kind of perceive fashion more deeply. And I'll give you an example. Say there is someone wearing an athletic outfit, mm. and and look at the athletic outfit and we say, oh, he's a jock. Mm. But if we actually look deeper past the superficial, shallow, egotistical form of fashion and call Mm. him a stereotypical name of jock, we can look at the Junjian archetypes, the psychological Mm. uh, archetypes uh, 
produced by the uh, Junjian, Carl Junjian, Carl Zhang, excuse me. And we can look at the jock as an adventurer or hero, mm -hmm. the archetype of the adventurer or the hero. So it's really uh, been brainwashed in our fashion marketing to perceive fashion in an egotistical way. Yeah. But truly, when we go deeper and we honor the clothing uh, in a deeper way, and we honor the person and the archetypes that they're trying to represent, it, fashion can be... Um, really interesting yeah <laughs> it can it, and i you know i could write a whole book of different styles and how the archetypes and people are representing different styles and I, i'm going to get more deeper within fashion archetypes versus fashion yeah. stereotypes yeah. but mental fashion really does affect us and and when we look at people and how they dress sometimes we have to automatically judge because it's just our way yeah it's just the way it's, it's human nature yeah. mm. but i believe through in the enlightenment of fashion we can um go deeper and perceive fashion in a really uh more uh, respectful and honorable way for ourselves because if we perceive fashion we, we see the adventurer and the hero within the person wearing that athletic outfit yeah. it's it actually gives us something it, it makes us feel better so that's one way of perceiving fashion through the archetypes versus stereotypes I love it. So I feel like with this one, some people are going to be very upset with you because I was just like, even myself, I was like, oh, like there's more. So you talk about like transitioning from conventional fashion to sustainable fashion and to healing fashion. And I'm like, oh, I thought we were there. And that's still healing fashion. So I think people are already overwhelmed with the idea of sustainable fashion and, you know, just thinking about where your clothes come from and just the whole movement, I think the next level, they're just not ready for. Yep. Well, the I think at this point, it's going to be slow progress or quick yeah. progress. Yeah. Right now, um, uh, we're, we're dealing with an, an industry that's utilized polyester and synthetic since the 1930s. So yeah. that alone is going to really be challenging to also for the industry to produce multiple different types of plants yeah. versus just few because we cannot create a plant-based wardrobe with just a few types of plants. And in South America, in ancient history, they produced textiles within 550 different types of wow. plants. We wow. really have Start, and the industry is starting to produce different types of fabrics, nettle, capic, pina, lyocell, rami, cactus. There's, an, a mm. whole, there's a whole assortment of different plants that we have to utilize. Uh, and also it's going to help the economy too. Mm. Because yeah. we have to lift every country up. And some of the more underdeveloped countries... Mm. Um, you know, they can be, we can utilize different plants from every single country. Hmm. So say North America, hmm. uh, there's a wild invasive weed called cattails. Hmm. And there's stuff inside the cattails 
uh, that we can use to produce um, out outerwear apparel, insulation for outerwear apparel. But it's not just about plant-based fabrics. It, it, it does um, tune into multiple different types of ways that fashion can be healing and healthy for one. Yeah. And I do find, too, that the industry is being bombarded by sustainability <laughs> and being barred, but really being focused heavily on eco fashion. And, you know, it's okay to uh, represent your business as sustainable. It's actually really amazing if you can. But uh, there's a lot of greenwashing. There's a lot of greenwashing methods that are occurring. So if brands could uh, introduce and market their company as healthy, it's going to help them uh, figure out what's not healthy. And yeah, yeah. When, we plastic, when we wear plastic materials, and I, I still wear some polyester. It's, yeah. it's, it's hard to that's get away just, from. That's what it is, yeah. It's hard to get away from. So I wear some polyester too. And But if we um, introduce more plants in the industry, um, and more brands that can heavily endorse their sustainable company in saying that they are um, predominantly plant-based or they use like 50% plants, that's going to help enormously. That yeah. alone is enormously. And yeah. I think that fashion and health and wellness, it, it's not really um, completely you know, uh, about um, uh, the, the, the transition from mainstream to conventional to uh, uh. health. The mainstream companies right now, some of them are creating capsule collections within their collections. And mm. the capsule collections will have organic fibers. They'll have uh, textile production with less mm. water water or um, uh, using textile dye production without water, mm. um, waterless dye. That's So there's new um, inventions and ways that they're doing the textile you can get it on, yeah. right now. And even you creating those capsule collections um, alone is helping yeah. create the healthy fashion industry. Because if you are wearing an organic garment, I mean, it has no pesticides. It has less toxic chemicals. And um, another great start is low-impact textiles. Uh, textiles with uh, low-impact uh, production methods that reduces the types of toxicity of chemicals that are being used in the garment. Yeah. But, yes, but you are correct. Uh, there's a certain level of people being overwhelmed with sustainability and, and trying to catch up and, and be a part of that type of system. But yeah. at this point, I think that healthy fashion is going to merge. Healthy mainstream sustainable is going to merge. I agree. I agree. I, you know, I, I, I can go on forever and ever and ever and because it's just so interesting and exciting. And another last one that I have is the Feng Shui wardrobe. I think everybody obviously loves that and the idea of it. But I also loved the fact that 
you were just saying that that now that you know you still wear polyester and i think again it takes us back to that whole idea of where people thinking just because you know you're talking about sustainability or healthy fashion all those things that means you're just you know so perfect in your wardrobe is so perfect and what people need to understand that that's not that we're all still carrying like a baggage of bad wardrobes that we're trying to get out of you know because that's just how it's been a way of life and that includes retail as well that it's still producing like some of the garments we love, but they're still badly made. So we're all trying to, it's like a bad diet that all of us are trying to get out of. But we know for sure that, you know, health, like completely eating healthy human nature, it's just not, it's not in us, you know? So Feng Shui, um, how would you, in closing, how would you summarize Feng Shui for someone who wants to implement it? Where would they, how would they start? Just like a few tips of how they can start. Yes. And I'm glad you you really mentioned that point because it's true. Uh, we have a baggage here. <laughs> We're not going to be 100% pure in regards to yeah. our wardrobe. But um, Feng Shui's great uh, piece and concept in my book, Healthy Fashion. And it talks about, uh, in comparison to Feng Shui design in home, mm-hmm. uh, with um, fashion and we can wear certain clothes that help um, the energy move and flow within our bodies because we're made up of uh, chi energy mm. and we have all these meridian points in our body certain types of garments if they're created and designed in a way that is flowing the energy body flowing through our body it can help um, literally uh, everything holistically and we design in interior work uh, people are creating spaces for energy to flow Mm. so say uh, you have a door and there's a piece of furniture that's inches away from the door something like almost in front of the door there's a there's a conflict Mm. so say, say there's a piece of furniture right next to the door that's like covering the door partially there's a conflict of of energy and stagnance. So creating the space within our design, like uh, putting, um, you know, uh, the furniture, you know, away from the door, it's mm. going to have flow flowing yeah. up. And, and also, yeah. uh, it can, it can talk about, uh, we can talk about the structure of design in Feng Shui. Mm. Um, a lot of the fluid movements and everything, the fluidity of design is really important. And also we can have structure and points within design too that can help work with um, us visually. Mm-hmm. And when we perceive uh, fashion in a Feng Shui, um, I don't, I, you know, your, your design, your fashion alone is very Feng Shui because mm-hmm. you have a lot balance going on with your hat and your accessories and your your top and with the balance it's creating that feng shui within design so i believe that we can take feng shui design in home interiors mm. and really work to our wardrobe and there's mm. hundreds hundreds if not thousands of different possibilities yeah. and ways and ideas that we can incorporate feng shui um, into our wardrobe but even um when you go into a like a retail shop and there's a waterfall mm. and there's mirrors mm. and you know a nice spacious environment with um different types of uh textures and colors and silo- uh, and patterns and design that's very feng shui yeah so when we yeah 
we can see that and then sort of incorporate into our wardrobe, I believe it can um, help us okay. a lot. Okay. Alyssa, thank you so much. I, I, I don't want to spoil it for everyone else. Um, I loved it. And um, I think everybody's just going to go and buy the book. And um, it is just so interesting. I love it. I feel like I'm just going to have my copy as part of my <laughs> fashion archive at home. But thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate the time. And just it's just such a fascinating book. And I wanted to close off our conversation with her introduction. I love um, what she's saying here. And I think it just puts it like a nice way to round off this episode um it says that healthy fashion is a new model of modern fresh high fashion designed for human health fashion for health is a new approach to fashion that awakens the soul and spirit it is apparel used as an integrative tool as an alternative medicine when healthy fashion is worn we become healthy fashion practitioners we are living during an exciting time. It is the perfect time to introduce concepts of fashion for health. Fashion for health is an enlightening pursuit for this modern era. We are in a time of spiritual and planetary awakening, and the fashion industry is in a bit of transition right now. Fashion for health is being produced and promoted in a gradual progression in pursuit of healing the mind, body, and spirit. Thank you for joining the wardrobe shift. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. I think the work that we do at Faura is, is just speaks to exactly what um, Elisa is talking about. Um, I think that this book touches um, the future of fashion that we are yet to experience. Although I believe that we've already started seeing ourselves selves transitioning towards that space. I think that fashion is no longer just material. I think fashion is something that is um, connected to a, to how we would like to feel spiritually. Um, I think that it's also connected to just how, just the vision of ourselves. And, and you know, we just no longer want to spend money for the sake of spending money. I think it's no longer just about quality, um, quantity. It's also about quality. And I think everybody is going through a period where they are questioning how much clothes they have, if they should be buying more. I've heard a lot of people saying, I'm just, I'm taking a break from shopping. And I think as much as we love shopping, I think this is like a really good time to do that introspection. I think I love fashion and I think we should enjoy fashion and I love designers who design the most amazing things. And we obviously have to just, you know, we're part of this whole ecosystem. But I think that, I also think that one of the days where we just shop for the sake of shopping, you know, I think experiences are becoming more important um, than clothes. Um, but I also know that clothes are part of the experience, you know, because when you um, are embarking on this amazing, um, whatever it is, you could be, getting married, having baby, just um, starting a new job, or you're traveling to an amazing destination, clothes come with us. You know, clothes also tell the story. Um, they are part of that journey. So may you find what, you know, healthy fashion means to you, and may you review your wardrobe 
um, with this in mind. Um, and and I hope this was enlightening because I I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, I think it's actually like one of my favorite things to talk about, like going this deep um, about fashion. So till next time, don't forget to visit us on um, faura.com and um, faura lifestyle on our Instagram page. Keep well till next time. Thank you.